alone by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. It is 12 o'clock, October 12th, Monday, 28th week in Ordinary Time. And we are so glad that you are joining us. Uh, got a very busy show. Uh, second half of the program, Peter Blute is going to join us. Uh, he is the National Vice President of the Young Catholic Professionals. Who He'll be on the phone, but... Um, you know, typically either he or Jen come on on this uh, second Monday of the month uh, for what we call the Young Catholic Professional segment of the show, and they talk about something having to do with Young Catholic Professionals, and so Peter's going to join us, and it's going to be kind of an interesting topic because he is going to be one of the speakers at a Catholic homeschool conference that, uh, it's a virtual conference, it's happening this uh, Thursday through Saturday, the 15th through the uh, 17th. But um, we'll talk about his topic and uh, homeschooling in general. Cecil was homeschooled, and uh, Peter was homeschooled, I think, for a, a brief time when he was younger. Mm. But he's going to talk about homeschooling, a unique chance to cultivate three essential qualities. And he'll also highlight what those three essential qualities are as well. And um, how you doing, Cecil? Good to see you. I'm doing pretty well. You know, it's uh, the weather cooled down again, which is nice. Uh, yes, this yeah. weekend was a little bit hot. <laughs> yeah, um, that was very hot. Yesterday uh, was... It was like, like 95 yeah, something. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the last time that'll happen. And now we're just going to have beautiful fall weather. Yeah. How deep into the year can you get with like 90... Well, it's Texas, so very deep. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's nice that we see the fluctuations. Mm. And this morning it felt really nice. And uh, today is also Columbus Day. And yes, we are uh, not only allowed, but encouraged to celebrate Columbus Day. And uh, in fact, we have a grand night of the Knights of Columbus that I'm going to introduce you to in just a second. We're going to talk about some of the myths and misconceptions uh, of Christopher Columbus and uh, despite, you know, like all of us, everybody except for Jesus and Mary had sin, and, you know, he had, he certainly was not perfect, but, uh, he did, uh, he brought the, the gospel of Jesus Christ to the indigenous people of this, uh, land, and, uh, that in and of itself is a great thing. Also, please pray for Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, she is in Washington today. I would not want to have to go through what she is going to go through the next, uh, four days, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I think she's going to get, Confirmed. I pray she will. She's a good Catholic woman. She's a mother of seven, adopted two kids. I think she's, uh, uh, she, from everything I can see, she seems like a, a really high-quality person and a good uh, Supreme Court justice, so I pray for her. And uh, on a whole different note, pray for Dad, Dak Prescott. Gosh. Oh, yeah, that's so tragic. That's horrible. I mean, I could put my interest in the NFL this year in a thimble. I really don't watch the games. I don't have much interest, but... This is a guy who I think is a pretty good guy. He seems like a good man. I think he's a Christian man, uh, and he really 
And, you know, that was, that was horrible. What terrible, happened terrible yesterday. injury yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, just to, to have such high hopes and be such a great athlete and then looking that you're probably not going to play again this entire year and your mm-hmm. whole future in football might be um, up uh, up in the air. So pray for Dak Prescott and it's just horrific what happened yesterday in that injury. Uh, Texas voting starts tomorrow. So get out there. Are you an early voter or day of or I t- what? I try to be. I don't like to do day of because I, I can't take the crowds if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I definitely try to be early though I'm not going to lie sometimes in the past I kind of forget that the early voting was a thing and suddenly yeah. I go oh my gosh I need to vote yeah. <laughs> so, seems like this is a, lo- a long period of early voting it like is. longer than usual it perhaps is. I wonder if they're doing that because of the COVID they're trying to spread it yeah. out so less people are coming at once or I something I think so yeah so I'm going to I, I want to vote this week I want to get it over with I certainly don't want to go the day of I mean all the procrastinators <laughs> together in one place I mean uh, you can pretty much just put a big procrastinator stamp on everybody's forehead alright and uh, also tying into what we'll be talking about in our first segment today. Uh, today is October 12th, as I mentioned. Tomorrow is the anniversary of the day the sun danced at Fatima, Portugal in 1917. And in studio, we just couldn't get enough of him last week. He was such a great guest. And so we said, Adrian Montez, come back. Uh, he didn't bring, he brought his wife last week. Somebody this week not quite as attractive as his wife. <laughs> kind of hard to compare you to Adrian's wife, but uh, I'm kidding. Adam Frisch is the Grand Knight uh, at Modern Day uh, Latin Mass Parish. Uh, Council 15033. So they got a big event starting tonight. You know, this is important. We've got to pray for our country, pray uh, for the intercession of Our Lady of Fatima. And uh, this is really great. And so we'll be talking about that and also Christopher Columbus. Welcome to both of you guys. How are you doing? Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Doing great. Thanks. Is this your first time on the radio, Adam? Yes, it is. Yeah, good so far. You're doing great. <laughs> Flawlessly so I'll far. Do my best. <laughs> and uh, Adam, I, I should mention, uh, is uh, military background. Is that right? Did you tell me? Uh, yeah, that's right. I was a submarine officer for 12 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, also married to his wife, Lauren. They have five kids, four girls and one boy. Uh, and the the little boy just turned one. Is that what you said? Six just days ago? Around. He's running around and he's very blessed to have... Five moms. <laughs> and, and <laughs> One day he may not think so, but he is. He is. Yeah, that's right. That's that's great. So so welcome to you both. And uh, well, let, let's get right at it. And oh no, and a few things we need to talk about first. Uh, yes. So, so we are trying to get our North Texas Facebook page up to four hundred yes. people. How close are we? We are six people away from our KTH nine ten AM Facebook group. Um, that we have from being uh, at 400, which is, I didn't, never thought we were going to get to it, but we slowly have been growing over yeah. time. So it would be really awesome if during the show today we got six people who are listening to join. Um, it's just a place, it's a community page where everyone can post about events happening at their parishes or, you know, inspirations, prayers, whatever you want to do kind of thing. Um, and I also post updates about what we're doing around at the station, sometimes goofy videos, not going to lie, mm-hmm, <laughs> that happens yeah. too. Um, so if you go to facebook.com and go to GRN DFW, type that into your Facebook search. Um, you can find our page and you can click join the group and I'll approve you and you're in the group. So we just need six people. I mean, I would love it if like and 200 people. And you'll be people. giving us a play-by-play. I'll give you a play-by-play. The... I'll try to put okay. on my best like um, sports <laughs> Yeah, all right. Voice. All right. We are now up to 397. <laughs> exactly. No, I'll do yeah. the golf. Do it like Howard Cosell. You know, you don't even know who I'm talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> That's how young Sissel is. Uh, yeah, millennials. I'm actually not know. a millennial. I'm a Gen Z, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's even all worse. Right. So, all right. We're going to try to get up and just go to Facebook.com and then find the North Texas GRN Facebook DFW. group. Okay. Yeah. 
And then uh, stick up for nine ten a.m. campaign. Yes. It's off and running. I I, I went to the post office last week. I mailed off uh, about thirty bumper stickers. That's and awesome. So, uh, how many we were trying to get 1400 1400 to represent 14 years on the air so yeah. um, now until the end of the year um, we have spots playing so if you just email Dave you need a new bumper sticker you've never had a bumper sticker or your friends need a bumper sticker that's a great thing to do just stick it on the back of your friend's car without them knowing and I have a goal uh, this hour to get five people to email me and say Ooh. please uh, send me uh, a bumper sticker and you can make it easy on yourself so I don't have to uh, you know respond back just give me your address your mailing address unless you want to come to the studio here and pick it up uh, but I tell you uh, um, it's a really, really great way to evangelize. Absolutely. Is to put a bumper sticker in the back of your car. And I can tell you personal stories of people that have come into the church. People, you know, are like Natalie's kind of that classic mm-hmm. example of somebody that a bumper sticker, indirectly, of course, the Holy Spirit does all the heavy lifting, but <laughs> it wasn't like the, the, the bumper sticker converted her, but oh, yeah. uh, it was the instrument. And Definitely. so. Uh, all right, so stick up for nine ten a.m. Uh, we sent out fifty, so we got thirteen hundred and fifty yeah, to go. Right, we have we got time though, and we we have I think Dave and I've been talking about some different ideas we can do to help encourage and some fun ideas. So yeah, you'll yeah. be seeing lots of things if you join the Facebook page, <laughs> yeah. the Facebook group. You can get updates on that as well. Yeah, so. and this was uh, not only kind of goofy videos, but also very good videos. I mean, she's very talented. You hear the <laughs> spots that we run on the air. Uh, for uh, various things as well that are kind of funny. Uh, last thing I want to say before we bring our guests is that, you know, Life Chain Sunday mm-hmm. was a couple of Sundays ago and there were life chains all across the country. Uh, I have agreed to do a life chain on their second weekend, which is November 1st. And the reason I, I chose to do it is, first of all, it, it, you know, just to have a public support for life. And also it's two days before the election. And the one I am hosting is going to be in Bedford on the corner of Central and Harwood, uh, which there is a Planned Parenthood office there. Mm. And so I've got some signs, and I know it's still a few, few weeks away, but it's going to be two days before the election. And I think a public display of support for life is going to be very important. Uh, and so there's also one in Arlington that's sponsored by somebody at St. Maria Gretti Parish. And so we'll be pr- telling you about these, but uh, that weekend is going to be mm. really, uh, there's going to be tension in the air as people, uh, early voting will be over in Texas, I think, by that time. And we'll just be awaiting election day. And uh, we need to get out there and, uh, you know, you can still sway some people and uh, vote for mm. pro-life and all that. All right, so I think that's all that we have um, as far as uh, GRN stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, all right, very good. All right, so now we reintroduce our guests here in studio. Adrian Montez uh, is going is the point person for an event that is starting uh, this evening at Modern Day. It's the tenth anniversary October celebration, twenty four hour rosary procession with Our Lady of Fatima, beginning with a. Uh, a solemn mass tonight at seven o'clock. So, uh, thanks for coming back. Good to see you again. Yeah, thanks for, uh, having us, Dave. All right. There's, as mentioned last week, there's a lot going on tonight, all the way through the night into tomorrow. You want to just kind of give a highlight and, uh, how our listeners and why they should respond. And I mean, my wife and I are planning on being there tonight for the procession, but what, what's going to happen tonight first? Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll, uh, start it off with a solemn high mass. Uh, Adam, our grand knight, will talk a little bit about the, the, the significance of Christopher Columbus uh, on that. And so after that, we will launch. If you think of it, Dave, kind of like a holy hour. I'm going to come in and say a holy hour from 9 to 10 or 11 to 12 or in the morning, 6 to 7. That's how we set up our rosaries. So we will start at a specific location on the parking lot. We'll ring a bell. And then our ministries or our groups 
Well, we have the Knights of Columbus, Troops of St. George. Each ministry has agreed to say a rosary for that whole hour. So okay. they're sponsoring that hour. And, of course, we invite all the laity throughout the course of the night and the morning to come in on an hour to say 15 Is it inside or outside? It'll be outside. So oh, the we'll rosaries will yes. all be outside. Okay. Yeah, so we'll have uh, mark spots. Uh, we get some uh, safety guys. We um, have a very nice uh, – yeah, I was just – uh, dealing with our contractors this morning, uh, we're setting up a r- nice big tent. We got a bonfire, two-hour social planned at the uh, end of our ceremony. That's awesome. So, all right. So, um, Adam Frisch, as I mentioned, Grand Knight of the Knights of Columbus, there at Modern Day. Today's the, uh, the the it's Columbus Day. A lot of people are off work today. So, what a, what a great way. So that the mass tonight will commemorate Columbus, or what will be the connection this evening? Yeah. Um, thanks, Dave. Yeah, that's right. So, um, <clears throat> you know, this summer, uh, some other fellow knights and I were talking about how, you know, in cities across the country, all these statues are getting torn down. You know, in St. Louis, they tried to tear down the statue of King Louis, uh, St. King Louis. And uh, we just said, you know, maybe we need to um, consider uh, resurrecting uh, a lost practice of the church and uh, one of the guys um, said, well, there's this encyclical that uh, Pope St. Leo the Thirteenth uh, wrote about Christopher Columbus in, uh, in 1892, and it's called Quarto Abuente Seculo, Four Centuries Since. Um, and it's about the, the glory of Christopher Columbus, uh, you know, mostly his earthly glory. But um, uh, the Pope recommended, and if I, I'll just read it mm-hmm. briefly. Yeah, if you please don't mind. do, yes. Um, you know, so at the end of this encyclical, <clears throat> Pope Leo XIII said, We decree, therefore, that on October 12th, or on the following Sunday, if the ordinary should prefer it, in all the cathedral churches and convent chapels throughout Spain, Italy, and the two Americas, after the office of the day, there shall be celebrated a solemn mass of the Most Holy Trinity. And this is in honor of Christopher Columbus and in thanksgiving for God leading him to discover the new world and uh, to help bring you know, millions of people to the Christian faith. Yeah, and it, it is a great uh, opportunity to honor him. And like you say, when uh, people, certain segment in our um, nation is trying to tear down the statues, and even the city of Columbus, Ohio, we mentioned last week, isn't even celebrating uh, its indigenous um, People's Day or something. And I heard on Catholic Radio this morning, uh, they said, yeah, the indigenous people should be celebrating today because this is the day uh, that we commemorate Christ being brought to them. And that's, you know, what, what's, what else, what, what could better could happen? You sent out, Adam, an email this morning about Christopher Columbus, and you had uh, connected a link to an article by Robert Royal called Five Myths About Columbus. And I actually printed this out. I want to go over a few of these because I think it's sure. important that we we talk about, you know, in public schools, I think a lot of kids are being taught today or this this month about the, 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 you know, the bad things that he did. And I think we need to set the record straight. And nobody's saying this guy was perfect. Nobody was saying he's sinless. He, he had faults like the rest of us, other than Jesus and Mary were all sinful. Uh, myth number one, he was a violent man. I'll just read a little bit, and then if you want to add anything, Adam, you can, or Adrian, sure. of course, as well. Uh, Las, Ca- Las Casas spoke of Columbus's sweetness and benignity. Far from being a violent man, he often got into difficulties because he was too indulgent toward natives and Spaniards and would then take extreme measures against both when things got out of hand. 
he was a great navigator, but a poor governor. So if anything, he was probably too too soft, you know. And that's that's the what's the point that Robert Royal is mentioning here. Uh, myth number two: He committed genocide. Uh, there was no genocide during these early voyages, though many natives died from unfamiliar diseases and clashes between two very different cultures. There wasn't a genocide. Myth three, he instituted the slave trade. Columbus was not interested in the slave trade. His goal was to set up a trading post or later an agricultural colony on the island of Hispaniola, uh, today's Dominican Republic in Haiti. Uh, myth four, he only had worldly interests. People, people often claim that Columbus was motivated by God, gold, and glory, but assumed God was just a cover for worldly interests. In fact, his religious devotion was sincere. Among other things, we know from his writings that he felt that he had been given a role in spreading the gospel to all nations. And finally, myth number five, he did not accomplish anything extraordinary Many also claim that Columbus did not discover the New World. Those living here already knew where they were, the argument goes, and did need to be discovered. This is a half-truth. Indigenous people, of course, knew their own lands. They did not know that that they were part of a larger world. So those are good points. Anything you want to add to that or anything about uh, Christopher Columbus as a man? Yeah, I think some important points to um, to know about, about Christopher Columbus is he was a third-order Franciscan. And he had a great devotion to Our Lady, and hopefully we can talk about that a little later in the context of, <clears throat> you know, the events going on uh, modern day and, and really ar- around the world in honor of Our Lady uh, during this month of October. Um, he viewed himself as, as someone who um, was going to help restore uh, Christianity to the Middle East. In 1453, uh, you know, just years before his voyage, Constantinople had fallen to the Muslims and uh, they'd spread to northern Africa and, of course, had been in Spain for centuries. Um, and many Christians felt like that it, it was might be kind of inevitable that uh, Christian Europe would, would fall to Islam. Um, and uh, his voyages he viewed as part of a an effort to uh, endow the uh, king and queen of Spain with the assets necessary to help keep Christian lands Christian against uh a militant uh, Islam, which was taking Europe. Very nice. Am I right that, obviously, this is a Fatima procession. Uh, tonight, there will be perhaps an emphasis on Columbus, and then tomorrow, Fatima? Is that, is that, or is that an overstatement? Or tomorrow is, the, of course, the, the, the anniversary, 103rd anniversary of the miracle of the son of Fatima. Um, obviously, we want to talk about Our Lady of Fatima as well. Um, and, and again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about an event that begins this evening, 7 o'clock, where the Knights of Columbus at Modern Day Latin Mass Parish in Irving are going to begin a 24-hour rosary procession with Our Lady of Fatima. Every single hour on the hour, a bell's going to ring. There's going to be a, a rosary. Different groups are, um, are, are planning on being there. Everybody's welcome uh, every night. Go to the 5 in the morning, 3 in the morning. Uh, but anyways, uh, Adrian, go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to... Uh Imparted by St. Dominique and uh, Blessed Alan, uh, the 15 promises of the rosary. That, th- okay. Those are really uh, significant, especially if you're, if one is having trouble saying the daily rosary, mm-hmm. uh, it can feel rote, but yeah. just sticking through it. Uh, I always get inspired when I come back to the 15 promises, and, and I'll just share three of them, I, if I may. Mm-hmm, just Google 15 promises of the rosary. So the first one, whoever shall faithfully serve me. In the recitation of the rosary, shall receive signal graces. Two, 
Uh, I promise my special protection and the greatest graces to all those who recite the rosary. And I'll just share the last one. The rosary shall be a powerful armor against hell. It will destroy vice, decrease sin, and defeat heresies. And we don't have to travel far to find sin, especially brokenness. I'm, I'm sure our just in our own family, you go to your cousin or your aunt or struggling. I'll never forget what an exorcist said. He said, I guarantee you uh, two things will happen if you say the rosary for a year. You can get the most hardened sinner. If he says it daily, um, he will get his prayers answered. Or two, he's he'll drop the rosary. Mm. <laughs> so that's always yeah. uh, inspired me to keep praying the rosary. The, the, the second point I wanted to share is when we pray the rosary uh, in union, in unity with people. So I'd like to kind of give an example, if I may. Let's say um, there are 50 people in the state of grace, and we all come together to say this prayer, the rosary. Well, there's a lot of efficacious uh, merit, potential merit, only God gives that. But uh, it, we can all get graces as though we said 50 rosaries each. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine when you go to a bigger event, maybe 200 people, 2017, we had 800 people. It's almost like going on a pilgrimage. There's a lot of graces bestowed on families to show up and to rally, to pray our Blessed Mother's meditation. Yeah, and you know, there's something about doing this in the middle of the night as well. I remember the 40 days for life. I used to pick one of the, you know, overnight hours, two to three in the morning or three to four, and I'd go out there and just something about being in the overnight hours when it's dark and desolate. And, and, and in this case, praying the rosary at all these different hours. Um, and, and, and then by the way, if anybody wants to learn more about this, go to the website for the parish, moderndayparish.com. If you do forward slash 24 hour procession, as in 24 HR procession, uh, you can find out. People can just show up. They don't have to register, right? Correct. And, and you have no idea. Who's coming? Yeah, I guess you have some people have signed up, and so you have some idea. Is each is each hour assigned already? Yes, we we have um, for our sponsors. They're going to lead that hour. So um, yeah, you can go online to that link that you just shared, and you can sign up. It kind of helps our volunteers to gauge uh, how much people that are coming for that mm-hmm. hour. Of course, the the launch and the uh, the finale that we're going to have tomorrow at. Uh, 6.30, that, that's the, the greatest number that we have. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, the Knights of Columbus are organizing this. Uh, what would your advice be? Uh, I, I'm sure if they if somebody wants to come in the middle of the night, uh, man, woman, or child, <laughs> it's going to be safe. You're going to have a lot of people there. You're expecting nobody's going to be out there by themselves. It's going to be a, a, a group of people regardless of when they come, right? Oh, certainly. Yeah. As Adrian said, every uh, hour is sponsored. And we have a, a pretty robust security team, uh, safety team that will ensure, you know, uh, no one's out there alone. Um, the Knights of Columbus are sponsoring 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, you'll be there, okay. One of, one of the harder <laughs> to fill spots, yep. So, yeah. So we'll be there. But, um, yeah, just uh, like Adrian said, keep those promises of Our Lady in mind and uh, offer up your rosary and potentially the suffering of the early hours for you know, your salvation and in our country and our church, you know, we just, so many prayers are needed. Um, yeah, definitely. The website, again, you don't have to register, but if you want to learn more or 
Uh, let them know you're coming. Sign up. It's moderndayparish.com forward slash 24HR procession is in 24 hour procession. And, uh, my ADD is getting the best of me. So, so how are we doing on our sign, sign ups for the, no, nobody? No, I got one person. We got you got one, one person. person. Okay. Person. So wow. We so we're still more. five more five to more get to. People to are get... like, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. We're trying to get people to sign up yes. for our Facebook, uh, group, Facebook group, the KTH Facebook okay. group. So you go to facebook.com, type into your Facebook search bar, GRNDFW and to join the group. All right. Uh, come on. We need five more. Go to Facebook.com, the, the North Texas uh, Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook uh, thing. And uh, if you want those uh, bumper stickers sent to you, you email me. I didn't get my email address. Dave Palmer at GRNonline.com. And uh, we want everybody to come out there uh, at some point during the night, you know, from uh, 7 o'clock tonight until 6.30, 7 o'clock uh, for the concluding ceremony uh, tomorrow. So, Adrian, tell us about tomorrow specifically, final Rosary will begin at 6.30, and then there's a concluding ceremony in the tented area. What, yes, what would that so, be going so on? So just, just to add, um, we will have our chapel open, too. So we, we do give the, our older people, like, well, do I have to walk the whole time? No, mm-hmm. we'll have the church open the entire night, and we'll have facilities like the restroom. Also, we will have um, the uh, people, when I say beer, they think of, like, drinking beer, but yeah. B-I-E-R. The, the beer with the Blessed Mother. So we have a beautiful four-foot statue. Uh, we, it has over a hundred flowers on it. So we, we have, we made it nice and heavy for our knights to carry her to, uh, tonight. And at the end, we'll bring, reintroduce the beer and the, um, priest will uh, assemble the last round with, um, the priest with the laity praying the rosary in, in, uh, in union together. All right. Uh, and then there's going to also be an outdoor social with coffee bar and a bonfire to follow tomorrow evening, right? Yes. Yeah. We have wow. our, our troops of St. George. They are our expert, our fire experts, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes, they are going to, have a uh, little bonfire and uh, a coffee bar, and, coffee and, bar and, and, and beer, yes. beer, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> there's some beer. Yes. B-I-E-R, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's great. Modern Day Parish. Um, now, what what is this? Uh, the the WeShareOnline.org. What yeah, is that, if, that, that uh, website? Yeah, so it, it it does cost money for our parish. This is our tenth anniversary, so it's it's kind of a, also a a special um, anniversary for us also as a parish. So yes, uh, if you'd like to get we have our, our, our tithe for the event. Uh, you can go to our WeShare, which is online, and they can uh, donate uh, to our parish. All right. Some of the practical things, uh, Adam, it says here uh, you can bring lawn chairs, your own refreshments. You can obviously bring your own rosary. Maybe some will be provided. Oh, yes. So that's when with the, our COVID garbage going on, um, we, we don't have chairs or tables. Okay. So you'll have to bring your own chair and bring your own table. As far as um, okay, as if you want to sit down, I mean, mm-hmm. you can stand up if you want to. All right, well, we're down to our last few minutes. I just want to hand it over to you guys. Give any last uh, advice or information. Um, well, what what else should people know about uh, either Christopher Columbus or this event? Sure, Dave. Yeah, I just want to share uh, real quick uh, a cool story that I just recently learned about um, Christopher Columbus and uh, the Americas. <clears throat> and it ties into Our Lady of Guadalupe. So there's um, a statue in Spain uh, supposed to have been carved by St. Luke the Evangelist. It was given um, by the Bishop of Seville, uh, by St. Gregory I um, in the 7th century. Um, 600 years later, that part of Spain was attacked by the Moors, and some priests took the statue 
uh, and a bunch of documents uh, from the monastery and buried it. 600 years later, um, uh, Our Lady appeared to a, a poor farmer and said, I want you to get a bunch of farmers or a bunch of priests and dig where I tell you. And they dug and they found this little wooden statue um, that came from Our Lady that had a, a documented past and, and a bunch of documents from this monastery from 600 years ago that were all intact. Uh, and they built a shrine and it's on a river. And the name of that river is called Guadalupe in Spain. Mm. And uh, after Columbus got back from his first voyage, um, on the way back, he and his crew were in a hurricane. And they said, if, if we survive the hurricane, I'm going to make a pilgrimage to the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Spain. And he did, and he consecrated himself, his crew, and the new world that he had just found to Our Lady of Guadalupe, Spain. This is in 1492 or 1493. So then, uh, you know, decades later... In um, 1531, I think, uh, Our Lady appears to Juan Diego in Guadalupe, Mexico. And, and that resulted in the conversions of tens of millions of uh, the American people to um, Catholicism. And obviously, you know, uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe is the patroness of the Americas and, you know, is revered, you know, up and down, you know, from the southernmost point of of South America, you know, up up here in Texas and beyond. So one cool thing that I also just learned today is that in Spanish, the word Guadalupe, well, I don't know what it means, but you say that same word, Guadalupe, to an Aztec, and it it's uh, intelligible to them. And in their language, Guadalupe means female one or lady who crushes snake, hmm. uh, which is just amazing given, you know, the uh, the picture that was revealed to Juan Diego. So, well, you like history, don't you? It's it's interesting how it all ties together, you know, because you also think about 1531 when Our Lady Guadalupe appeared to Juan Diego. What was happening overseas? The Protestant Reformation was raging. You've got King Henry. You've got you know Martin Luther and all that going on, right? And uh, to to think that on the other side of the world, Our Lady Guadalupe is uh, is appearing, and uh, you know, and then the, the the connection, of course, centuries later with Fatima. All right, well, thank you for that. That's really interesting, uh, Adrian. I'm going to give you the last word. We got a uh, uh, another minute. Uh, what would you like to say? Any anything about the event or or otherwise? Yeah, I just really want to encourage um, as Catholics pray the Rosary. Mm-hmm. And and as, as difficult as it is, just go back to the fifteen promises uh, and and it, it, yes, a lot of beautiful graces if you can keep praying the rosary. Yeah, amen. We've gotten into a, the habit of praying the rosary every night. Last night, my daughter had a friend over who is a very uh, good Christian girl, uh, sweet Christian girl, not Catholic. And we gave her the option. We said, we pray the rosary. You can either join us or you don't have to. You can you know, stay up in, in, in Ina's room. She decided to join us. And so I got to kind of explain it to somebody who had never prayed the rosary before. And, uh, you know, we all know it's a reflection on the life of Christ. And, uh, and, and it was, and I, and I, I think she, she enjoyed, you know, uh, learning about it. And so that, that was kind of cool. All right. Pray the rosary and also show up, uh, this evening beginning at seven o'clock for a solemn mass, uh, modern day Latin mass, uh, parish in Irving. Uh, right, right, like, um, what's, what's, it's, it's like Luke 12, Luke 12 and, and uh, Union Bauer area. Yeah. yeah it's, just, yeah, just go to that. 
Yeah, the address is 356 Union Bower mm-hmm. Road, Irving, 750-something, <laughs> 6-something. All right, uh, just check it out, moderndayparish.com. Uh, thanks to both of you. Uh, Adam Frisch is the night of the – we didn't even talk about the Knights of Columbus too much, but, uh, of course, uh, Knights of Columbus, I'm a knight, not a very active one, but uh, it's a great organization named after, of course, Christopher Columbus. And uh, Adrian Montes, thank you very much for coming. Sure. I hope many people will, will show up this evening and also into tomorrow uh, for the this really, really wonderful event. 24-hour rosary procession with Our Lady of Fatima begins 7 o'clock this evening, concludes with a ceremony tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock. And uh, pick your hour uh, during those 24 hours and get out there and pray the rosary and bring your family with you as well. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank, Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. All right. Uh, we're halfway through, and when we come back, we're gonna, well, we're take a break now. Peter Blute uh, from the Young Catholic Professionals is going to join us, and we're going to talk about a talk that he is giving at a homeschool conference coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, it's like Thursday through Saturday, and it's located at CatholicHomeschoolConference.com. This is really about preparing homeschool kids about life after homeschool, especially going to college, learning trades. You know, what are you going to do with your life? And there's a lot of great uh, speakers, including uh, Father Robert Spitzer is going to be speaking, uh, Joseph Pierce will be speaking, and Peter Blutz, who will talk about his talk called Homeschooling, a Unique Chance to Cultivate Three Essential Qualities. So he's coming up right after this. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Hello, my name is Bob Parra, owner of Parra Car Care. We're proud sponsors of KATH 910 AM. Parra Car Care is devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the U.S. area, 817-685-2222. And for the Northwestern Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at www.parracarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. Are you connected? Hi, Joe McLean here, the Director of Mission Development for the GRN, and I am super excited about 2020. It's our 20-year anniversary, and we are rolling out new digital tools to include a new website, a podcast catalog, upgrades to our mobile app, and more. A great way for you to stay up-to-date and connected is by joining the GRN text list. You can do that today for free at grnonline.com forward slash text. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessings on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will customize a plan to fit your individual needs. 866-810-6800. 866-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. 
Hi, this is Dave Palmer here at the station. I am so thankful for the many ways that you, our listeners, have blessed this station over the years, such as praying, making pledges, or donating meals, or volunteering during our shirathons, or being a parish speaker. I'd like to suggest also two other important ways that you can help us. One is to support the sponsors you hear on this station, especially during our current crisis. And another way you can support the station is to become a sponsor. If you're interested, just email me, davepalmer at grnonline.com. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. All right, we're back. This is the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network, and thank you for joining us. Uh, phone number, I didn't, I only gave out the phone number last segment. We had a lot to talk about, but we had a lot to talk about this segment too. 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. And every second Monday of the month, we uh, have what we call the YCP Young Catholic Professionals segment of uh, the Good News Show. And it's always uh, an honor either to have Jen Ball, their founder and national executive director, uh, or Peter Blute, who is national vice president of Young Catholic Professionals. You can find them online at youngcatholicprofessionals.org. And, you know, we always talk about some interesting topic, and they they decided this time to talk about a presentation that Peter is giving to a virtual Life After Homeschool Catholic Conference uh, that is going to be going on um, uh, this this week. It's October 15th through the 17th, so it begins on Thursday and goes through Saturday, Life After uh, High School, Career and College Fair for the Catholic Teen. Go to catholichomeschoolconference.com, and you can find out all about that, and he is going to be one of the speakers Peter Blute, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Dave. I'm doing well. Always good to be here with you and Sissel. Thanks yeah. for having us again. Yeah, I wanna. I went on the website, and boy, what a conference this is going to be. And I want to get to that in a second, but I always like to get an update, since we only talk to you or Jen once a month. Uh, what's the latest with YCP as far as chapters or anything new going on that you'd like to say about Young Catholic Professionals? Can you give an update on that first? Sure. Yeah. Well, in uh, in this crazy year that we've all been living, um, there's definitely a lot of hope as well. Um, at least uh, our faith tells us that uh, that we can be hopeful in all things. Um, we have a few things at YCP that have really made us hopeful. Um, we've launched our 22nd and 23rd chapters. 22 was in St. Louis. Um, I think we may have mentioned that previously. And 23 was in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh wow! Um, which is which is really exciting. And believe it or not, they were able to host an in-person event um, with all the guidelines and appropriate measures to to keep everyone safe. And they had almost 200 people there at a, a local Catholic uh, Catholic-owned brewery in Atlanta. So um, that's that's the the big news. And we're just so grateful for the whole team working there. And um, yeah, that's that's really where where YCP is headed, and we've been doing a lot of behind the scenes work to improve our our membership offering um, since there's been a little bit of downtime. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this year, 
gives you an yeah. opportunity to, to do some things you might not otherwise uh, do. And also, I, I think either you or Jen were saying that one of the, the – uh, silver linings of the COVID, you know, crisis is that some of these events, uh, have been live streamed. So somebody in Dallas could, like, you know, for example, watch a, an event in Chicago and vice versa. Has that been the case where people from other, uh, cities or other, uh, areas have been kind of, kind of listening in or seeing what other people are doing? Uh, is that going on? Yeah, exactly. Um, it really opens, opens the doors to, um, what, we always have wanted YCP to be, which is a, a community of people that uh, sort of crosses all geographical boundaries. Um, and some of these events we've actually heard, I think it was a, an event in Chicago recently that um, the team there told us that a couple of people even from outside the United States were dialing in for these, these virtual um, Zoom calls. So really amazing. Um, we also were, were so grateful to be able to host Tom Nealon from Southwest Airlines um, back in August. And that was uh, sort of a, a national level event, virtual event that we put on. And yeah, it's it's a great way to bring us together. And uh, there are some some benefits to this virtual world that we're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So all right. So so thanks for that update again. Youngcatholicprofessionals.org is the website. And uh, uh, Peter decided that we'd spend the the time today talking about uh, not only his talk but an event that's coming up beginning Thursday the the fifteenth through Saturday the seventeenth, and it's called the. Life After High School Career and College Fair for the Catholic Teen. You can go to catholichomeschoolconference.com. It's a free event. They've got a whole lot of really, in fact, 35-plus speakers, faithful Catholics, topics including preparing for college, military and trade programs, vocational discernment, career exploration. And from what I understand in your bio, Peter, you were homeschooled briefly uh, as a youngster, but also spent time in public and private schools as well. So you really kind of got the whole experience, a little bit of everything growing <laughs> up, didn't you? Yeah, it was it was a really um, interesting experience. I, I was the firstborn. Um, I have five younger siblings, um, so with a big family. My uh, my parents did, I think, what a lot of parents do, uh, which is experiment with the first one and see what works. <laughs> <laughs> the guinea pig, um, yes. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was really a pretty unique opportunity. So I, I was in public school um, for elementary school, and then um, my parents decided that we'd we'd give it a try for sixth grade, stepping into middle school, and uh, so I got acquainted with the Seton program, is is the one we ended up working with, and. Um, did that for a year, had a, a really interesting experience, a really positive experience. Um, you know, ultimately we decided that it was, um, probably a better fit for me to be in, um, in back in public school. Um, I was just a highly, um, interactive, uh, kind of extrovert type person. Mm -hmm. And I think the, uh, I don't know what the Seton program is, is like now. I looked at their website. It looks a lot more built out, and there's amazing conferences and homeschool groups, and there just seems to be a lot of development now to make that experience more interconnected, which I think is so awesome. So, yeah, I did that for a year and then went into back into public school and then uh, went to 
the University of Dallas, obviously a private school for college. And so I've, I've had a little taste of all of it, but I, I understand, do, do you homeschool as well? Well, that, that's uh, at the moment, we are not. Uh, well, you know, I, I take that back. We have three kids. Our, our daughters uh, are in uh, traditional school, um, um, and our son is special needs, and so he's homeschooled, but he also has therapists and all that. So I, I guess the answer is, yeah, we do homeschool one of our children. Uh, but they, they've been through everything. Our daughters have been homeschooled. They've been at Catholic schools. They've been at charter schools. I mean, <laughs> kind of like your experience where yeah. you, you do a little bit of everything. Now, Cecil here, she's, uh, you know, you've met Cecil. You were homeschooled all the way through, right, yes, Cecil? Yes, 100%. I didn't even go to co-op. I was 100% homeschooled. Wow, just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, in those that four walls amazing. the whole yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> Never left my house <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, did your extracurriculars in the house? Right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. Never I did a left. lot of extracurriculars. First time honestly. she ever left the house is when she started interning yes, at the station absolutely. here, Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, her parents finally found some outside group that she could, they could trust, mm-hmm. and they said, "Go straight to the, to the radio, to the radio station. station. Don't look anywhere yeah. else. Do not go anywhere else. <laughs> Don't even look to the left or the right." So, Peter, how how did it come about that you were asked or volunteered or or how did, how did you connect with the the homeschool conference to give this talk. Yeah, well, they, they actually reached out to us, um, you know, being that YCP's mission is to really help um, young professionals understand how to um, really integrate their work into, sorry, integrate their faith into their work and their faith into all aspects of their lives. Um, and this Life After High School conference was uh, meant to give uh, homeschooled Catholic high schoolers a, a sense of what it might look like in the future in the professional world um, in sort of discerning their vocation. And so they approached YCP to, to sort of help uh, share that message. And um, I, I think it's it's such a cool opportunity um, to be a part of this conference because there's so many different types of speakers. And also, I just think of, um, in addition to the benefits of the students themselves, um, also, the benefits of the parents, um, you know, many of whom probably listen uh, to GRN or, yeah. or are online with us now, to take advantage of so many resources and guidance um, that that this conference is going to provide. Yeah, and there's a, a lot of speakers, way too many that we could name to name them all. But I I do want to, and then I want to get into Peter's. You know, just give you a, a little uh, taste of what he'll be he'll be talking about. His talk is called "Homeschooling: A Unique Chance to Cultivate Three Essential Qualities." Uh, there's a keynote address uh, Thursday evening, beginning at six o'clock. And it's Joseph Pierce. It's called Race with the Devil, My Journey from Racial Hatred to Rational Love. Friday at 12 noon, Father Robert Spitzer is talking about preparing for leadership, how to defend God, Jesus, and the church. And then Saturday, beginning at 1 o'clock, uh, Laura Burquist uh, is going to be talking about how and why to prepare for college after homeschooling. And so those are three of the keynotes that, uh, and again, there's a lot of other speakers as well. Um, Peter, your talk, like I said, homeschooling, a unique chance to cultivate three essential qualities. Do you want to give our listeners a little uh, preview of what, you, what you're talking about at the conference? Sure, yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, my experience in that year and now my work with YCP and, and you know, being a, about a decade into my um, my own career here, um, I've really come to appreciate um, a few of these qualities that, that I think homeschooling sort of started um, to, to provide some clarity for me um, and that have been so important in my own life. And then um, 
also just thinking about the people that I have worked with over the years and um, some of the employees that we have here at YCP, well, all the employees that we have here at YCP are, are just wonderful models of these, these qualities. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a unique opportunity as a, as a student, um, but also as a parent to cultivate these three qualities of number one, being a self-starter, um, number two, being disciplined, and number three, cultivating your ability to think critically. Um, and what's what's cool about these two is that, of course, they're not only for students or only for parents. They can be applied in every aspect of our lives, whether we're children, teenagers, you know, adults. Um, and they're, they're kind of tied to virtues as well. Um, but I, I think that as a homeschooler, you have such a unique opportunity to develop these three qualities. We, we can dig a little into each one of them, but that's the the uh, the, the high level of, of what I'm really hoping our, our parents and students will take away from my talk. Yeah, and I love how you connect the virtues to them because, uh, yeah, like self-starter, for example, you, you mentioned courage, stepping out into the unknown outside of our comfort zone to, to, to pick up anything and get going with it. it. It takes a little, you know, you also mentioned faith as well, a leap of faith and also some fortitude, some courage. Uh, so why don't you just, obviously, if you, we want people to go to the conference this Thursday through Saturday and watch the video so you, you don't want to give the whole thing away, but maybe just whatever you think would be most important just as a little teaser for this, for this first uh, characteristic of what do you want? talk about? Yeah, well, you know, Dave, I really think um, based on, on my experience, my personal experience in my own life and, and in interacting with so many um, people through YCP as well, um, and actually our speakers at YCP um, have spoken about this often, but I think our, our world today, sort of the secular culture really drives us to, to um, know and, and understand and plan for everything. There's kind of this this sense that we can protect ourselves from uncomfortability or um, anything sort of going outside of our plan if we just sit down and we have a plan, right? And we understand everything that might happen and contingencies and um, whether it's planning for our career or planning for, you know, our, our marriage or whatever it is, planning what we're going to um, eat for lunch today, <laughs> there's a sense that we can control all of that if we just have all the information and we we do this kind of endless um, analysis, paralysis by analysis, right? Yeah. And I think being a self-starter really um, requires us, especially as, as Catholics, I think, who, who are working to cultivate virtues like courage and faith, we need to be able to step out into the unknown a little bit um, with less than a full set of information. So in a professional context, this would mean starting a project before you know every single little piece of information about what's going to go into it. It doesn't mean we don't have a plan. It doesn't mean we don't have milestones and we're, uh, we don't have clear due dates. But it does mean that we need to be aware that we, we will never know everything that's going to happen during this three-month project that we're working on. And I've seen this um, so often uh, with people I've interacted with where we want all of the information before we take the first step. Yeah. And I think we're many times called to step out before we may be 100% confident that we know, confident that we know everything. And uh, I think our, our faith calls us to that. I mean, we're, we're called to, to trust in Jesus Christ when we can't ever fathom what our life is going to be like in totality. 
Yeah, so true. And, uh, you know, perfectionism, some, sometimes people brag about being perfectionist, but sometimes mm-hmm. it can work against you because if you're a perfectionist, you never want to get started because you just, you're afraid of what, exactly. uh, what, 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 uh, possibly could go wrong. Okay. Well, very good. Let's go move into the second of your um, characteristics that you're going to talk about. And again, Peter Blute uh, joins us. Uh, he is the National Vice President of the Young Catholic Professionals. You can find them online at youngcatholicprofessionals.org. And we're talking about a virtual Life After Homeschool Catholic Conference that begins on Thursday, goes through Saturday, the 15th through the 17th, and located at catholichomeschoolconference.com. A lot of speakers, uh, keynotes, a lot going on there if you want to help your teen plan for life. Uh, I don't think you have to be a homeschool family to get something out of this. If your kids are in uh, uh, charter, public, Catholic schools, I think you could learn a lot from these talks as well. All right, so number two is discipline. Tell us about this one, Peter. Yeah, well, this is this is the one everyone's trying to trying to figure out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How do we get to the gym once a week? <laughs> no, I mean this is this is really tough, right? I mean, t- discipline is more than just um, exercise plan, right? It's um, it's about you know much like um, like it says in in the book of Matthew, let your yes mean yes and and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. So I think we we fall into some bad habits sometimes of uh, hedging our bets a little bit when it comes to our commitments with others. Um, and I think, uh, you know, everything going on with the pandemic right now has maybe exacerbated that in some situations. Because everything's virtual, there's always a chance something better will come, come along that yeah. we can access virtually. Um, so, you know, just in my own sort of... Uh, peer group or demographic, um, I think this is a, a commitment when we say we're going to go to uh, a friend's birthday party, you commit and you follow through, even if maybe it isn't, uh, doesn't end up working out with our schedule as perfectly as we thought it would. Um, I think it means keeping our commitments with our friends, um, with our coworkers. It means following through with our commitments at, at work. Um, internally, it means a disciplined faith, a disciplined prayer life. Um, I, I recently learned there's um, something called the, I think they're called the contrary virtues, and they're the virtues that actually specifically fight against um, the seven deadly sins. Yeah. So diligence, for example, is fighting against um, the sin of sloth. And I think that cultivating of our, our diligence, our um, ability to, to continue onward, to follow through with things we start, um, to persevere. I think perseverance is another really, really important quality that helps us be disciplined. Um, but let our like, let our yes mean yes, and let our no mean no. You know, there's there's rarely gray area in there. Follow through with with our commitments, and people really come to respect you for that and and trust you. And um, but I think it just really goes kind of back to our love for one another too. For uh, the virtue of, of charity. If we love someone, then we'll follow through with what we say we'll do to, to help them or 
to be with them or whatever it is that we've committed to. Yeah, very nice. I want to make sure we can get to have time for this third one. Uh, I, I will just throw in, I, I read this book called uh, The Five the Five Second Rule, I think it was called, and it was really good because you're talking about just getting things done. Sometimes uh, the whole theory of that was when you decide you're going to do something, you know, count, to f- count down from five and just go do it because that's normally the time that your little voice inside your head is telling you not to do it or there's some reason you shouldn't. Yeah. You just you just have to kind of when you get an impulse, if as long as it's not crazy or illegal, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> you gotta go with it and just you know move and and because you're gonna to start your 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 mind's gonna start talking you out of it very quickly. All right, Peter. Um, yeah. Let's so we got a, a few minutes remaining before the end of the show. Uh, attribute number three is creative thinker and innovator. Uh, tell us about this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, just your last comment made me think of. Uh, I read once that. Um, I think it was a, a saint who says, if you think about the blessed, our blessed mother, say a Hail Mary. Every time you think of her, say a Hail mm-hmm. Mary. It's a very simple little thing, but you, your comment there just made me think about it. It takes <laughs> obviously less than five minutes. So just do it every time as a, 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 a prayer of supplication for her continued intercession in our life. But creative thinking. Um, so the ability, you know, creative thinking tends to come I think a lot of times we think of innovators as entrepreneurs, right? They're people that are going, um, pushing the envelope, coming up with brand new ideas, things the world has never seen before. You know, the 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 Amazons and the the Nikes and the Airbnbs of the world, right? That's what we think of as mm-hmm. innovating or creative thinking. But I think we miss the boat there because that's only a really small piece of it. We have opportunities every day in our life, in each one of our lives, to to cultivate that idea of being a creative thinker, which, you know, I think really is just making connections between different ideas, ideas that we wouldn't normally bring together, ideas we wouldn't normally associate with one another. Um, you know, here at YCP, kind of a practical example, we really think of our our mission, obviously a, a deeply Catholic mission, um, as ministerial. Um, we, we're working to evangelize young people. At the same time, we want to utilize best practices from the for-profit world. Um, there's a lot of things in the business world, you know, in the franchise world that have really benefited YCP and allowed YCP to evangelize even better through this ministry. But those ideas tend to, at initial glance, be at odds. And I think we have to uh, really be open to connecting ideas um, in ways that we may never have done before. Yeah, wonderful. I think, I think also asking good questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, becoming a, a, a people that asks good questions is a, a really unique characteristic that all of us could probably use, uh, whether it's asking a friend how they're doing <laughs> or asking a, a coworker how to best complete a project, whatever it might be, asking a spouse how you can help help her. Um there's lots of different applications for this in every aspect of our lives. All right. Uh, nice little uh, teaser of the three uh, qualities that Peter talks about in his talk. Obviously, you'll get a lot more information if you go and uh, visit the conference this uh, Thursday through Saturday. Peter, just about 30 seconds remaining. Uh, tell, tell us, give us a little plug, uh, plug for the conference itself. CatholicHomeschoolConference.com is the website. And uh, as I mentioned before, this is called Life After High School. What else should people know and how can they access your talk in particular? 
Yeah, so my talk will be available um, uh, on demand, I think they would say. So it's pre-recorded. Uh, it's, it's about 15 minutes long. It's meant to kind of hit you right between the eyes, as many of the talks will be. I believe that was the range for, for most of the pre-recorded segments. So you can really go through them at your own pace. Um, I would just really recommend take advantage of this. Um, if maybe you don't have a homeschooler or haven't considered homeschooling, um, recommend it to a friend, recommend it to a family member, because it, it, it's amazing. I think they had something like 9,000 people log in back oh, in wow. June at yeah. the first time they yeah. did this. So, I mean, clearly there's a ton of demand for this type of uh, these type of resources. And many of you, I mean, I've, I've read that homeschooling is on the rise um, because of the pandemic. So many of you may be new to the homeschooling world. And this conference and the organization that's running it is really um, going to be an invaluable resource yeah. for you as, as you may be getting up to speed on what it's like to homeschool. Yeah, it's Homeschool uh, Connections, I believe, that's putting it on. And, uh, you know, the, the irony is I was asked to give a talk because I'm a, I'm a teacher for Homeschool Connections and I teach the SUMA. Uh, and I, I didn't get around to doing the talk. And so if I had just followed your three characteristics of like being a self-starter and having diligence, I would have had a talk too. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> maybe I need to watch your talk and then next time I'll, I'll have my talk ready. And cause I, I just, life got a little too busy, but I'm glad you did one and, uh, invite everybody to visit home, catholichomeschoolconference.com to see Peter and also many, many other 35 plus, uh, talks on a variety of different topics. Uh, um, and also, of course, visit youngcatholicprofessionals.org to find out more about the great work of Young Catholic Professionals, Working in Witness for Christ. Peter, out of time, but thanks so much. Great speaking with you today. Thank you, Dave. God bless you, and I hope many people have 